Welcome to the archive section. These are some of the first shows that I ever did as a podcaster. And back then, I was so new. I just had a phone. I had zero idea what I was doing. But I decided to jump in with both feet, start my own podcast. And as you will see through this archive section, I start off a little rough. But as the episodes go on, you can tell that I started to get a little more confident, started to gain a footing. And it kind of is a really cool way for me to come back, listen to these episodes, just to see where it all started for me and how I got better as I went along. So I decided, instead of deleting all these old episodes, why not put them in an archive section so even you guys can check them out and just, you know, have a great time listening to some of these older episodes. And don't forget, though, to start checking out the newer stuff that I'm posting because I am going to be posting often. And I have some amazing guests that I interview in these upcoming shows. We talk about so many different important topics. So I hope that you check out uh, my channel often because I will be uploading a lot of great stuff. So thank you guys for all your support. And please enjoy this archive section. to welcome everybody right back here to the crypt that is right episode five we are on a fly now hard to believe i'm on episode five already having a great time doing this want to welcome everybody as i said make your way to the crypt pull yourself up a tombstone and let's have an honest discussion about things that are going on been a very uh, interesting last few days and basically uh, thanks to my disease causing me some severe back pain uh, probably due to the up and down weather that we've been having up here in Canada uh, basically got myself balls deep into a couple documentaries so that's what we're going to be talking about but uh, before we do that I just want to let everyone know that this episode of Crypt Rick, I've been thinking, is being brought to you by someone super awesome. And I want to ask you people that are listening out there, any of you out there wrestling fans, any of you out there like to watch wrestling? I know I do. We're talking WWE, AWE, New Japan, you name it. And this podcast has it. That's what I'm saying to you right now. So what I want you to do is go and check the wrestlingshownetwork.com. Now this podcast gives you a brand new podcast for free. Free, that's what I'm saying right there. Every single day of the week. From analysts to news, lists and reviews. 
the Wrestling Show Network is starting a revolution of awesome audio about the sport of kings. Now visit WrestlingShowNetwork.com where everything is wrestling and wrestling is everything. If you smell what the Crip Rick is cooking. God damn, I love doing that. Always a big fan of The Rock. But that's what I want to tell everybody. This episode uh, is being brought to you by that podcast. So definitely go and check out that network. Run by a great friend of mine. And a friend of mine that basically when I was part of the independent wrestling scene as a manager. Taught me everything I know. So if you're listening Adam. Just want to give you a shout out. And uh, hopefully we can uh, do a podcast together soon. Love to touch bases with you and talk about things that are going on. It's been a while since we actually sat down and talked, so that'd be a cool thing to do. But now, anyways, also a little bit of news is I want to let everyone know that thanks to your guys' support, I definitely got a lot more listens the last episode. Uh, It was super cool. At first, I didn't get any listens, and I was getting a little discouraged. And uh, I was like, oh my god, like it's getting worse every episode. I got like a few listeners each episode, get a few more listeners each episode, and then all of a sudden I got none. But then all of a sudden, it just shot right up, and I got a whole whack of people listening, and it was super awesome. I was so excited. You guys have no idea. As I keep saying every episode, I will build this podcast up one person at a time. If I have to, from the ground up, and I know it's not the greatest quality, I'm sure you people that listen to podcasts out there can name a thousand podcasts that are doing it better, more professional, better equipment. If you guys saw the uh, equipment that I'm using right now, it would amaze you. I'm basically using bottom of the line everything. I got my laptop, a pretty shitty microphone, uh, and and stuff like that. So, I mean, I want to get better. I just have to find somebody in my town and basically Kingston, Ontario. If there's anybody listening from Kingston, Ontario that can help me set up a better system, get some uh, better equipment, and get me uh, doing this a lot better, please get a hold of me at cryptricktattoos at yahoo.com or you can get a hold of me at uh, Tattoos on Instagram. by Just send me a message, a private message, or send me an email. And that's spelled C-R-Y-P-T. R-I-C-K-T-A-T-T-O-O-S at yahoo.com. And if you have any questions also, I haven't got any interaction yet from any of you guys. So definitely, I just gave you the email. If you have anything you want me to talk about, you have any comments that you want me to bring up on my next show, send me an email. I definitely, as I keep saying, want to have you guys part of this show. Or send me a direct message on Instagram. You know, there's so many ways you can get a hold of me. So it's not hard. If you wanted a certain subject you want me to talk about, or you have a question or anything, as I said, I want to keep this podcast an honest place. When you come to my crypt, it's a place where honesty is spoken. I want to leave all the bullshit at the door. And sometimes the truth hurts. I understand I'm going to be talking about subjects today that are probably going to upset a few people. And a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me. And that's fine. Because, as I said... And I've always said, truth is the truth no matter what. It may sting, it may burn when you hear it, but it's still truth. And I'm just giving my opinion 
in my perspective on things and what I believe to be true. I could be wrong, and I always am willing to stand corrected. But as I said uh, earlier, a few minutes ago, I was basically due to my not being able to do much the last couple of days, I got myself balls deep in a couple documentaries. And the first one I got into was the surviving R. Kelly. Now, I definitely know that lately that has been some serious uh, debates and a lot going on with that man. That is for sure. And, uh, I mean, I watched that, uh, the, all the episodes of Surviving R. Kelly. I actually watched it twice because I wanted to definitely get, uh, to understand what I was talking about and get a better idea of it. Because uh, to be quite honest, before all of this, I didn't know a lot about R. Kelly. He's definitely, you know, I heard about he had a few big songs and stuff, you know, some of his crazy antics and that um, on the news and on the internet and stuff like that. But he's definitely not my type of music. As you guys know, I'm definitely a headbanger through and through, a metalhead, rivet head, whatever the fuck you want to call me. That's what I am. And, you know, I do like a little bit of rap here and there, but it's not my main go-to music. So I didn't know a lot about this. But, you know, you just keep hearing about it on, on YouTube and, you know, other podcasts. Everybody's just got their opinion about this. And uh, I have a, I definitely have a my take on it, which I'm going to share. And it's, I totally uh, had a few people tell me I shouldn't even do this podcast. They're like, you don't want to touch this R. Kelly thing. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker, I'm touching. I got my hands all over this thing. You know, I want to definitely give my side of it. You know, after watching the podcast or watching the, the documentary or the series, whatever you want to call it, and watching a ton of uh, different YouTube videos and stuff to get see what people are saying about it. And kind of like... uh I guess if there was a theme to this episode, it would have to be that it's about accountability. You know, accountability for your actions and for the decisions that you make in your life. I know I have tons of things I've done in my life that, you know, I had to take accountability for. And, you know, that will definitely be something I bring up in a podcast that when it comes to myself. I'm not any different than you people i've done things in my life that i wish i didn't do stupid things when i was younger and that and you know nothing like in the nature of an r kelly or anything like that guy i'm talking about you know stupid things like getting involved with drinking heavy uh trying different drugs and stuff like that that's what i mean when i say that i have things that i had to be accountable for and a lot of the problems with my disease i have to be accountable accountable for too uh, you know, I, I had doctors telling me from day one, you know, how to basically fight my disease and how to make it so that I might not have this hunch in my back that I have now and my back that's fused up really bad, you know, and I mean, I owe a lot of that, I think, I attribute a lot of that to my age when I was diagnosed at 16. You don't think in the future when you're 16. I mean, you don't think beyond the next day when you're 16 years old. And let alone having to deal with the weight of somebody telling you that you have a disease that's going to over, slowly over the years uh, fuse your spine and destroy your spine and cripple you up and stuff. You don't think about that shit. You know, you think you're fucking bulletproof at 16 years old. So you don't take anything that the doctors say seriously. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah, fuck, whatever, whatever. 
and you know i suffered the consequences and i can sit there and yell at my the doctors and blame the doctors and say the doctors fucked me over and all of that but really it, it's accountability i have to take in you know a responsibility for my role and not listening to the doctors as much as i should have and not doing my physical physical therapy like they told me to you know and that's something i had to come to terms with and i'm still coming to terms with because i'm really angry at myself to be honest, I'm to be I'm really pissed off at myself for not taking a more proactive uh, response to my disease. And as I said, uh, I believe like you know a lot of it has to do with my at the age when I got diagnosed, and then how I dealt with it, which was basically by diving into a fucking bottle of gin and pickling myself for uh, many years, and definitely not the way I should have done it, but. That's the only way I knew how to deal with it at the time, and it is what it is. And watching this R. Kelly uh, series, you know, what's crazy about what was going on is that, you know, like, when it comes to shit like this with this, you know, women coming out now and, and all of these women saying that he was uh, sexually abusive to them and shit like uh you know you kept them locked in the house and they couldn't get use the phone and all of this stuff i mean i i hear the women and i and i don't get me wrong i feel for all of the victims that he did this to do not get me wrong and my perspective on this guy is he's a walking piece of shit if he did even a quarter or one percent of what these people are accusing him of He's a piece of shit, so do not ever twist my words in thinking that I'm defending this guy or saying that he's not guilty or... Which, you know, he has not been proven guilty yet, so let's be fair. You know, it, you're you're innocent till proven guilty in a court of law. That's the way it's supposed to work, but now in 2019, it's... I find, you know, for years it's been the other way around. You're basically... You get accused of something. You're, in, you're guilty until you prove yourself innocent, which is totally back-ass words, but... I mean, he's got a lot of evidence hanging on him and stuff. So, you know, it's going to be... I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the courts with this. You know, I know if I was him, I'd be walking in there. I'd be having myself... I'd be I'd be having one good fucking lawyer team. I'd be pulling an OJ and bringing in the heavy hitters. You know, and I wouldn't be fucking around because they want to make an example of this boy. So, you know, with the evidence that they say they got against him, he's going to need a good legal team. But... Let's be honest, like, when it comes to these, the R. Kelly's and the Bill Cosby's and the Harvey Weinstein's and all these fuckers, you know, this shit, this action, these actions that they've been doing and accused of has obviously been going on for decades. And, you know, like in the case of R. Kelly, in, in you know, indicted on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, you know, over with four victims, you know, four uh, victims of this and that and you know so obviously a man of, uh, as famous as him and this has been going on for decades you know he's had people around him they must have fucking known what was going on they must have known you cannot pull an operation off like that and not uh, you know guys talk i know i'm a guy and i know that guys talk about their sexual conquest you know especially when you're younger i mean maybe not so much when you're older but when you're in your teens and your early 20s and shit, you know, and you can't make a, a cover up something like this or an operate a parent operation like this with the women 
without somebody knowing. You know, you've got bodyguards, you've got managers, you've got your friends, you've got the fucking butlers and the chauffeurs. I mean, this guy was balling that at one time. This guy had some coin. I mean, he turned himself in, and, you know, at first he couldn't even fucking post a $100,000 bail to get out. He's out now, but at first, you know, he couldn't even post that to get out. And so somebody had to know. And I mean, like, he's going, if he gets convicted of all of these, he's looking up to 70 years in prison. So he better get a fucking good defense team. That's all I got to say. If he does have any money stashed away, he better be, like, going in the backyard and digging that shit up. You know, and going and selling all his shit and those uh, god-awful ugly fucking clothes he wears. And fucking sell those cigars he likes to smoke and all of that shit because he's going to need one hell of a lawyer to fucking get him out of this. And... Which surprised me in some of the documentaries I watched, you know, that, that you know, even in 2008, this guy had allegations of child porn going on. I'm not sure if people knew that. I did this, some research and I watched, and I saw, uh, watched a couple documentaries and back in 2008, he, he was never charged with, uh, you know, uh, found guilty or anything like that. He was acquitted for it, but they definitely had the allegations for it, for child porn. You know, and I didn't see any after this, you know, you wonder where all the government was in the, you know, the FBI and all, whoever the fuck, you know, looks into that shit. You know, they obviously didn't, I didn't hear anything of it after that. It wasn't like they said they were going to deeply investigate it or look into it more. It just, you know, that was back in 2008. And so people had to have enabled this guy for fucking years, if not decades, definitely years. And, you know, then, you know, fuck, he's a, he's a weird motherfucker. I gotta say that. I gotta admit that. And the more I watched that series and other documentaries, I mean, he's just, he's on a whole different fucking level, this guy. He's just a weird fucker. You know, you watch a video on YouTube that, you know, you gotta see, like, concert footage, you know, he's got bitches down at the stage toweling them off and they're grabbing his balls and grabbing his dick and rubbing his dick and, you know, I can imagine a lot of women looking at that going, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? You are not painting us in a good light, you know, but there's women that'll do it. I'm sure there's guys out there that would do it to them. They knew they were going to get something out of it. They might get famous or fucking a little bit of money out of it or something. I'm sure they would do it. You know, and then you see his little music video there, fucking Real Talk, which I find fucking hilarious. If you guys have not fucking went on YouTube and looked at R. Kelly's Real Talk video, you gotta check it out. I had my wife watch it fucking last night, and she was giggling her ass off, because it's just so fucking crazy and fucked up that you have to laugh. But then I was surprised in the in this... Uh, documentary that I find out that, you know, you find out that the guy in 1994, he gets married basically to a, well, not basically, he gets married to a fucking minor, which is some scary fucking shit, and uh, it's just, you know, I, I get where everybody's coming from, and this guy, as I said, do not twist my words, I'm not defending the guy, the guy should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law if founded guilty, the guy is a piece of shit for what he did to these women. I wanted to make that clear, but on the same note, these women, some of these women also have to take accountability for what happened. You know, I don't think that, you know, like, 
they had to know something was up, some of these women. They had to, you know, why would you want to be around a guy like that? If you're, you know, and if you look at the at the women that he targeted, he targeted young, young women, like the younger women, and there's teens, 16, 17, some, fuck, I heard 14, I heard crazy, you know, all these different teen numbers. And, you know, they definitely, I feel, targeted women that had a low self-esteem or... Uh, troubled in one way or another, or they were looking to get something out of them. They wanted to become famous. They thought they were singers. They thought they were dancers. So they wanted to fucking get famous. So he, you know, yes, he was using them sexually, doing all these disgusting things to them, apparently, but they were using him too. Because they wanted to fucking get famous and shit. They wanted, or they wanted money, or they wanted uh, to be seen around them. And I'm not saying that every woman that he that he victimized, if he did, uh, knew what was going on. But you're not going to tell me that in Hollywood and places like that, that people don't know what time of the day is. I mean, I live out here in fucking Ontario, Canada, where you freeze your ass off. And I even know what goes on over there in the circles of the elite and the fucking rich and the famous and stuff like that. I mean, you don't got to be an idiot. That's been going on since the Marilyn Monroe days. Look what they did to Marilyn Monroe. I mean, they fucking passed her around. They used her as a fuck doll and drugged her up and shit until they basically used her up and she fucking killed herself. If you believe the story that she did that, which I even question that kind of shit. But, you know, these women, a lot of these women had to know what was going on. You know, I don't think that, and like, if he was sexually victimizing these women and, you know, then they, you know, and then I even saw that they now they have a sex tape apparently where he's got two separate scenes over the course of a couple days, you know, and the girl in it, she's only 14, which is fucking crazy if they do find it. Like, if they find him guilty of that and they prove that that's him on the tape and her agent stuff, he's fucked. I mean, literally, he's fucked. When they, They're going to put him in the bottom of the jail. And, you know, we all know what inmates think of people that prey on fucking women and, you know, child molesters and... And people that take advantage of women. So he's I think he's going to have a hard time in there. Unless he pays a shitload of money. To keep them off his back I think. But. As I was saying. I just think that. These women have to take some accountability too. Because I think when they first met him. I mean. If I. I don't think that when he first met these girls. And they got alone in the bedroom. They just whipped out his fucking dick. And started beating him on the fucking forehead with it. And fucking you know doing all this crazy shit, like sticking fingers up their ass and pissing on them like he's, they're saying he did. I think, you know, it started off slow. I think the kinkiness started off slow. And these women, I'm sure along the way, had warning flags, warning sirens going off. You know, like, this guy's not fucking normal. This shit that he's doing is not normal. You know, he's keeping, and then if he's keeping them locked in the house and that, I mean, I don't think that you could possibly leave these women locked in a house with no phone, and no way to escape or anything like that over that amount of time. They're gonna, you're gonna find a way out. You're gonna find a way to reach out to somebody. So I think a lot of them stuck it out because they like being seen with them. They like the fucking money aspect. You know, they was probably paying them off lots of money, and then, uh, you know, he's probably promising them, "I'm gonna make you famous. I'm gonna make you a famous singer. I'm gonna talk to my people. You're gonna be one of my dancers. You're gonna be famous." So you know, I think these women put up with all kinds of crazy shit that this guy was doing. 
as sick as it was. And, I, and I'm just saying that they have to take accountability in some instances for putting themselves in that situation. And that's why I'm also saying with accountability that the people around this motherfucker had to take some, have to take some accountability. Why aren't they being charged? Why aren't all these managers around them and these bodyguards and all of these close friends and that, why aren't they fucking being brought up on charges? You know, they had to have known something was going on. You are not going to fucking convince me that everybody around him and that nobody knew what was going on. You know, it was all like, oh, we didn't see anything. We don't know. Like, bullshit. There was a lot of money being passed and a lot of people fucking turning their heads to what they saw. You cannot have an operation like the way they say it's going that went on. You cannot have an operation like that going on without people knowing. And I just think that you have to take, they have to take some accountability for that. Not, like I said earlier, I'm not saying the guy is innocent. I'm not saying that he's right. And I always, I've said that and I'll say it one more time so people cannot twist my fucking words. This motherfucker is a piece of shit for the things he's done to these women. And he should be punished. And I hope they throw him in fucking jail and they throw away the key. For what he's done, because it's it's inexcusable. You you know, using your fame and your your uh, fame and your popularity and your money and status to do this to to young women. That's what he was doing. He was going after the young women who I said earlier. I felt I feel from what I saw, they were starstruck at that age. Fuck, you're 16, 14, 17, whatever it is. Even in your 18, 19. You meet somebody of that fame and, you know, status, you know, you'll put up with all kinds of shit if he's promising you the world. If he's promising you the world, you're going to put up with all kinds of shit and do all kinds of shit. And I just think that if he was trying to do that with a lot of older women, you know, they probably would have ripped his fucking dick off. Kicked him in the fucking nuts and told him to hit the fucking road, but maybe not. Maybe some of the older women that he was around too, they would, you know, fame does weird shit to people. The thought of being famous and being a millionaire or being rich and being a celebrity, it does crazy shit to people. You see it all over the news. You see it all over YouTube videos and documentaries. People do crazy shit to fucking become famous. And I think that that's what he just, you know, I think that a lot of these women uh, just, oh, just I gotta get comfortable here. I think a lot of these women just, you know, they, he was using them sexually and they were using him and they have to take accountability for that. Not saying that he was right by any means and or anything like that. But this is a show where I'm saying that you have to take accountability you know, for your actions. And uh, another thing that really... Oh, one sec here. I was going to fire up fucking old spiff here. Give me a sec here. Oh. There we go. Ugh. Excuse me, but another thing I thought watching this documentary or this series is where the fuck were the women's parents during all of this? I know that you see in the in their series, you know, they're going to be like, oh, what are you talking about, Rick? There was a lot of parents talking out, you know, they were fucking trying to get a hold of their daughter and shit. Well, obviously they didn't fucking try hard enough because I know if my daughter was telling me that she couldn't escape the house and he was keeping her pinned in there and doing all these deviant sexual acts to her and abusing her physically and mentally, I would have fucking, you would have, I would have got a tank and drove that fucker through his house. I would have found a way to get to my daughter, believe me, or died trying. 
fucking die trying. I wouldn't just sit there and say, oh, well, we made phone calls and nothing up and we tried our best. You know, where the fuck were the parents for all of these poor women that were being abused? Like, where were they? And maybe they were trying to do shit. I don't know. They, I don't, like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know. But I'm just saying, did they do enough? Did they do enough? And, and how did they not? There had to be something going on with being raised that way. There's got to be some. There's something that's not adding up there. You know, there. I just think that these women, as I said, they were, you know, they were broken women. Some of them, I think, they were either that, or they wanted something from them, which I think a lot of that was. They wanted, like I said, they wanted money. They wanted him to be make them rich and famous. And he was promising the world, and. You want to get rich and famous? Here's my dick. Suck it and stick a finger up my ass and I'll make you famous. And the girls, apparently a lot of them went along with it. And when nothing happened and he found other women and he was cheating on them and stuff, these women got bitter and started to get lash out, which I don't blame them. But I think that, that they should have never even been in that situation to begin with. And I think that the people around this R. Kelly motherfucker should have definitely stepped up and turned this motherfucker in or done something instead of just cashing a paycheck that he was giving them or passing money to them so they would turn their head and let this go on with innocent people, with young women. That was, it's just not right. And I could never do that. I don't give a fuck what you pay me. If I saw creepy shit like that going on, there's no way any money's gonna make. I just morally, I couldn't do it. I just could not accept money and let know that that shit's going on. I would have to say something or, or, put a stop to it. I just couldn't accept money to turn a blind eye. And I think there's a lot of fucking money passing going on and a lot of threats going on when it comes to that situation. And I felt for the women, for a lot of them during that series. I that the series I watched on TV. I just. You know, I just couldn't help but feel like, you know, how did they end up in that situation to begin with? And I just think it was bad all the way around. I just think that the parents should have never even let that kind of shit happen. You know, I 14 years old, hanging around an older man like that. You know, people heard the rumors even back then. This fucking guy was all about. And... I know I wouldn't have let my kid around him, especially fucking go and spend the night over there and fucking fuck that. I mean, you got people know what goes on in Hollywood and in the music scene. I it's you know got to be a fucking genius. People fucking suck their way to the top all all the time. There's stars and celebrities that'll admit to doing shit like that. I mean, they're not they're not even ashamed about doing it. They'll fucking tell you that's what they did. So it goes on, and it's always going on. It's been going on, I think, fucking since the dawn of man, and I think it's still going on now. And it always will, because it's just the nature of the beast. It's just the fucking nature of that environment. You got desperate people that need money. They're starved for wanting to get fame and their, their fortune, and they want to become a celebrity, which I don't understand because, you know, you become someone like that and then you have a bunch of fucking people around you that aren't really your friends because they want shit from you. You got poverty up the ass. I mean, you're, you got no, you're not even your own person anymore. You can't even go outside without being harassed. To me, that's just, I don't know. To me, that's not worth it. I would go crazy if I was just 
harassed like that constantly. And but that's what my thoughts were on that. I just think that uh, a lot of people had to let shit slide in that R. Kelly situation. They had there was people that knew what was going on and did not fucking say shit. And they should have. I just think they should have. Anyways, that's my thoughts. I mean, what do I know? I'm going by what I saw in the documentary, and and uh, that's my thoughts. I just kept thinking. I just remember thinking that through the through the whole thing was. I kept thinking a couple a couple things just kept coming to mind. You know, where were the parents? You know, um, where were the fucking authorities? And. The, you know, these women shouldn't have been in, and I kept thinking, you know, these women have to take some accountability for putting themselves in that situation and letting it continue. Because the abuse had to start somewhere, and unless he was doing a, a hardcore abuse right from the get-go, and if he was, then why the fuck didn't they run after the first time? But I think it was something where it started gradual, do a little kinkiness here, a little thing here, get a little upset with them there. And it just, you know, domestic violence happens. It's not something that's drastic right from the start. It builds over time from what I've seen and I've read over the years in different uh, documentaries I've watched and stuff like that. You know, everybody knows that, that usually with domestic uh, disputes and domestic violence and stuff, it's not something that's full-blown right at the start. It gradually gets worse over time and... It's kind of like the frog, you know, in a boiling pot, you know, put a frog in fucking cold water, slowly warm it up. They'll sit there and let themselves cook until you boil them, basically. And I think that's the case with this. I think they just did this to these women slowly and fucking they got used to it or they accepted it. And people started seeing more and more crazy shit that were around him and just started turning a blind eye. And that's how shit like this happens. And now you have a lot of poor women that were totally victimized by this piece of shit and it, i think a lot of it could have been stopped that's just my thoughts on that you know people are probably thinking oh you heartless motherfucker crypt rick but i'm just being honest you have to take some accountability for they have to take some accountability these women for being in that situation and allowing it to continue and but as i said earlier i hope that if they do find this guy guilty i know they're gonna throw the fucking book at him unless he gets one dream team of fucking lawyers they're gonna want to throw the book at him and make an example of him and he could be looking at a long time in prison 70 fucking years man i couldn't even imagine putting 70 years in to prison that would just holy fuck that so that was that point on that. So I watched that. It was the series I watched, the first one. And then, in all my wisdom, I thought, I'm going to go on YouTube and find another uh, documentary to watch. And the first thing that I popped into was uh, this new uh, documentary that I came across on YouTube. And, of course, who's it about? Michael Jackson. And let me just say that you know, this poor guy's had everybody fucking attack him over the years. He's had fucking former employees. He's had bodyguards. You know, and now who's after him? The fucking maid. You know, and I just remember I got watching. And you can see this documentary on YouTube. Trust me, just go Michael Jackson, you know, maid tells all. And and believe me, it'll pop right up. It's, it's pretty, it just came out. And I just remember... After 10 minutes of watching that, that 
I was just like going extreme. I was like, oh my God, I like, and here we go again. That's the only thing I thought of. And I just felt my blood boiling. The, the more I started watching it, I got about halfway through and I was like, okay, I got to take some fucking notes on this for this podcast because I couldn't even remember all the things that were getting me mad. It was driving me fucking crazy. And, you know, when I heard this woman talk and the shit she was coming out with, I was just like, holy fuck, you know, like, they can't even leave this fucking guy alone when he's dead. Like, you know, he's been dead 10 years and now the maid's coming out. Took her 10 years, but now she's coming out telling her story. You know, a whack a moral fucking morality hit her after 10 years. And let me tell you, right now, I'm see, I'm getting fired up even thinking about it. I think... I really do think that it's fucking time to fucking go a little nuclear. I'm going to go nuclear on this one because I got I got to say my piece on this and on this documentary. So it is time, oh yeah, to go a little fucking nuclear. That's what I want to hear. Holy shit, this documentary, people, let me tell you, it got me fired up. The maid decides that she's going to do a fucking interview and tell all. And she finally decided it was time to talk. And, you know, uh, it was, I couldn't believe it right from the start. You know, they were like the, the interviewer guy, he was just digging at her and shit. The guy doing the interview and it was, I just, from the moment this bitch started talking, I could tell, like, she was full of shit, and, uh, you know, the interview guys, like, you know, well, why, you know, if, if this was going on, and you saw all this abuse going on with these boys and stuff, you know, why didn't you go to the authorities, why didn't you say nothing, and she's like, well, you know, I, I was, didn't say nothing because I was scared of Michael. What? Scared of Michael? Okay, I know Michael Jackson's a lot of things, but one thing that motherfucker is is not scary. I mean, if I found out that, you know, I would not be worried if I found out that Michael was mad at me. Put it that way, even in the condition I'm in right now. I mean, fuck, you know, I fucking take my cane and bust him over that fucking surgically altered head of his. Fuck that. That's what she said, though. I was scared of him, so I didn't say nothing. For ten fucking years, apparently. You know what I mean? She hasn't said nothing. You know, he's dead. And she was apparently a maid from, I don't know, 1990 to 1994. You know, and she saw apparently all kinds of crazy shit that Michael was doing. You know the fucking stories, like, that you've heard over the years. And don't get me wrong, and this is another thing I want to say... I'm not saying that my, I'm not fucking saying that there wasn't victims. I mean, there, so far they as nobody's been convicted and nobody's been proven to be one. But, and I'm fully willing to admit that Michael was one weird motherfucker. I mean, you don't got to dig very deep. You know, that guy was a crazy motherfucker. He had some screws loose in that head of his. But in a way, after I've, I've done a lot of watching documentaries on him because I just find his case fascinating, to be honest. That, you know, and I think it shows what if you throw some young child in the fame too young and you keep them from normal life and normal everyday situations, you're going to do a fucking number on their head. And I think that's exactly what happened to Michael. 
I mean, that fucking kid was famous from basically the time he could stand up and dance a little. You know, and he had no fucking... Everybody knows he had no normal childhood. He was basically, as soon as he got into the Jackson 5 and shit, it was touring on the road and isolation, not around other kids except his brothers. You know, he had an abusive father who fucking smacked the shit at him if he got a fucking dance from you. He might be in the fucking, you know... Living room there with his father. Why you do I do I'm on the fucking do a wrong step. Fucking dad, you know, fucking beat him with a shoe or something like that. You can't tell me that that does not fuck up a kid's head at that age, and that goes on. So to say that Michael Jackson had a few mental issues, you know, I don't know. That's fucking putting it a little lightly, you know. That's like saying fucking chocolate tastes sweet. I don't fucking know. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's obvious that he was fucked up, but. Does that make him a fucking child molester? Does that make him fucking abusing boys? Not in my book. Weird? For sure. And so far, like I said, nobody's proven shit. And don't say to me, Oh, well, Rick, you know, back in the day when he first got accused, he paid that family like $20 million. Yeah, that wasn't because he was found guilty. They fucking... His lawyers advised him to pay that family off. Which, if you want to know my take on that, was the worst fucking mistake that Michael and his, his law team ever fucking decided to do. Because that, if he would have fought and won that case and found out and proved that that guy was a liar and that they were lying about him and, and that, I think that you, half the shit that's went on over the years and all the other cases that came against him would have never happened. Because uh, people would have saw that, holy fuck, this guy's going to fight and... He's not just going to hand out money. After he handed out that 20 million people, you know, people are gold diggers. You know, a lot of people are like that. And there's fucking tapes. You watch stuff on uh, some videos and you can hear the people that are conspiring against him saying, you know, we're going to fucking say that he did this and we're going to make him pay us or we're going to blow his career out of the water and he'll never work again. You can hear those and that's actual fucking documented tapes that people, you can hear that people were saying that about him. So don't tell me that people weren't trying to fucking blackmail this guy and they were fucking trying to get paid because that's exactly what they were doing. And so I established that. Weird, definitely. But never charged for, you know, or convicted of anything to do with kids. And uh, the maid was funny too. She's like, well, when I worked with Michael... All the time, you know, he definitely had fucking two sides to his personality. He was really nice, but at times he was really mean. Well, fucking boy, oh boy, Einstein, fucking Jesus Christ, you just described every fucking person in the world, lady. Everybody in the fucking world has two sides to them. Usually more than that. You know, you got some days you're in a good mood, some days you're in a pissed off mood, some days you're in a, a stupid mood. You're in a giggling mood, like, fuck, you know, and she comes out and makes this, like, this revolution, like, oh, he was two people, and, oh, my God, you know, I was scared of him, and, you know, fuck, don't even get me going on that one again. I tell you, I'll go even more nuclear than I am now. And then as the documentary goes on, she's like, oh, I, you know, he let me start clearing, cleaning his room, and it was so disturbing. I was in his room cleaning, and... You know, I, I would go and I started finding uh, little boys' underwear all over the room. You know, like, I found these little boys' underwear in, in the bed. 
and then I looked in his drawer and I found out found little boy's underwear that were I don't want to say it but crusty and he had yellow stuff on it and I found them fucking uh, in, uh, beside the bed, the jacuzzi. I mean, you listen to this bitch, man, there's fucking probably underwear hanging from the rafters, the way she makes it sound. You know, and, you know, have you seen, like, she's like, when I found their, their, their swimming shorts by, you know, or their underwear by the, you know, he took baths with them in the jacuzzi. If you look at that documentary and you see the size of that fucking jacuzzi they were in, it's the size of my goddamn living room. And not to mention that his bedroom where all these kids supposedly slept is the size of like a fucking two-story house. So we're not talking like, you know, a little teeny jacuzzi that you'd have in your house or a fucking bedroom that you'd have in your house. We're talking mega rich here. Fucking filthy rich millionaires that, you know, they're on a whole different level. And then to make it even worse, she's like, oh my God. And then after I found all these little boys' underwear, you know... Then we started finding vats of Vaseline all over the house. You know, we he put them in. He had Vaseline in the golf carts, and he there was Vaseline in the bedroom, and there was Vaseline in fucking pretty much every room of the house. Yeah, you know, because you know, here's a guy trying to butt fuck kids and deflower little kids. You know, so what does he do to be converted about it? He sticks vats of Vaseline in every fucking room of the house and. Fucking in the in the golf carts and the go carts and you know apparently on you know in case he got some you know much needed fucking in while he was in the golf cart you know he's got his vat of Vaseline there so I thought that was just fucking crazy you know when she said that I was like oh my god now and you gotta remember that back when he got charged you know way back when and mind you he did get charged and was found fucking innocent on fourteen account you know fourteen counts they found him innocent. Let's not forget that. 14 fucking counts. And when they first went and raided that Neverland, let me tell you, they went over that fucking property about 50 times with a fine-tooth comb. And they, you know what they found in that fucking, uh, in Michael Jackson's house? When it came to kids and fucking uh, anything that would convict them? They found dick. Fucking dick. Didn't find nothing. Didn't find no rolled up boys underwear. Didn't find any boys underwear, let alone crusty ones or hanging from the fucking rafters. They found nothing. No fucking porn on the computers. Nothing. And you want this maid to go tell me that, you know, she's cleaning his house all the time and there's vats of Vaseline laying around and KY jelly and fucking crusty underwear hanging from the rafters and tucked away in Michael's drawers and stuff like that. But, you know, when the cops get there, they just happen to all be gone. Which is a crock of bullshit. This woman just pissed me off from the fucking moment that I started watching it. I could just tell she was full of shit. And if she wasn't, then fuck you. Shame on you. You should have said something a lot fucking sooner than 10 years after he died. And then she's like, well, you know, he bought my silence. Because one day, you got to watch this documentary, people. I'm serious. Just go on YouTube and type, find the documentary where the maid tells all on Michael Jackson. You'll find it. It's easy. But then she's like, oh, he came to me one day and he had an envelope and I opened it up and there was $300 in there and he, I, he used that to buy my silence. Well, let me tell you something there, bitch. It's good to know that fucking your morality and your fucking uh, silence can be bought for such a low fucking price when there's innocent, if there is uh, victims going on, your young boys were being victimized by Michael. $300 buys your fucking morality and your conscience. Yeah, it's good to know that you have such a high price tag on it. Yeah, yeah fuck you. That is bullshit.
you're telling me that that's what he's going to pay you three hundred dollars and you know the he's apparently sitting there deflowering fucking young boys and you know ky jelly and underwear flying through the fucking room apparently the way she's making it sound like and her silence can be bought for three hundred dollars that is just fucked I don't even know what to say to that. I was just like, that's the first thing I thought was, boy, bitch, it's good to know that your morality can be bought for such a low price. You turning a blind eye if that was going on. You know, and... Uh, if you look at the, the... And another thing I noticed when I started doing some research, too, is that all these people that are coming out, you know, this fucking maid and former employees, that's a key word in this. Former employees... Most of these people now that are coming out were all fired by Michael. They were all fired by him. They all have some kind of pet peeve, like this fucking maid. You know, she fucking got fired by Michael. Why? Because apparently she was wrongfully fired. She didn't know why, but when you look into the case, she claims that she was going through the garbage, Michael's garbage, and found an Elvis Presley uh, print. That or sketch or whatever that she, Michael apparently threw in the garbage, you know. And if you look at Michael Jackson or anything about him, you know he was a collector of everything. And I'm quite sure that he's not going to take a fucking expensive, you know, a very very expensive fucking print of Elvis Presley and just throw it in the garbage. And she was like, "Oh, you know, I I took it in out of the garbage. I thought it was okay, and I went and sold it." You know, so Michael Jackson fucking found out about that and he fired her ass. Because he basically fucking stole it, which was proven in court. Michael wanted, did a countersuit on her after she did her wrongful uh, firing suit against him. Wrongfully terminated. And he was found uh, not guilty of that. And she was found guilty of fucking stealing that painting or that sketch off him of that Elvis thing and selling it. So she still owes to this day. When you watch that documentary, she still owes the money for that. And the reporter's asking, like, have you ever paid Michael back for that? Or No, I haven't paid him back. You know, do you have any plans to pay him back? Well, no. And so basically, you know, you can tell she's got a fucking agenda. You know, 10 years after she decides to come out. The guy's been dead 10 fucking years and she decides to come out. Coincidentally, because she was, you know, fired. And like a lot of these other people that are accusing him, a lot of them were fired by Michael. Or, you know, and he was also known which was admitted by his wife, Lisa Marie, that he would ice people if he was pissed off at them. He'd put them on ice. Wouldn't talk to them. So Michael did that along. For good or bad, Michael did that with a lot of people. You know, he did it to his own wife, you know, Lisa Marie Presley, who was fucking, she is smoking. You know, so if he can put her on ice if he's mad at you, imagine what he was doing to some of his friends. Right or wrong. So a lot of these people, like I said, that were that are coming out against him, they were people that he either fired or he iced them, you know, as she liked to, at least Marie called it, she, he put them on ice and totally ignore them and not have anything to do with them. And I think a lot of these people got really hurt by that. And I'm not saying that what Michael did was right by any stretch of the word. If he did do this to his friends, you know, I think he was probably a great friend at times and a fucking terrible friend at times. And I think they got a lot of them pissed off. And I think it comes down to the same thing I was saying about the R. Kelly thing. It came down to these people that were around them. A lot of people want... Imagine going through your life and knowing that everybody around you wants something from you. They want you money. They want you to help them get famous. They want to fucking be seen with you. They want to become a celebrity through you. Imagine that. So I can kind of see, because since Michael didn't have a childhood, 
that that was why he hung around the younger kids. I think he did that because they were the only people, I think, in his life that he could look at. And he knew that they didn't want anything from him when it came to money and, and fame and all of that shit. They just wanted to go to his little fucking amusement park and have fun and fucking eat candy and do whatever they wanted. And he was a little kid himself, I think, because he never had a childhood. I don't think he ever grew up. He just, he was in such a bubble. Like, you got to put yourself how this guy lived. And I just, I'm, I don't know. I just, I, you think that if he was doing these things, that by now they would have had some hard, hard evidence on him and found him guilty of it. And they just haven't done it. Every case, I, like I said, the 14 uh, things he was found not guilty for. And this lawyer that, you know, uh, defends Michael Jackson still to this day does not back off an inch in saying that Michael was innocent from this shit. You know, and he's not even being paid by the Michael Jackson estate or family or anything. He's just saying that on his own and because he knew Michael very well from defending him in the past and still defending him after his death. And I think that he just, he's never wavered on that. He's never, he says with such conviction, like Michael is innocent. And these people are basically after a payday. And I tend to believe that. I just, I do. I'm not saying, I'm not saying... As I said earlier when on my rant there, I'm not saying that he wasn't a weird fucker and did a lot of weird, creepy shit. You know, I'm not saying that he didn't do that, you know, and he was a weird fucker. You know, he got a guy walking around saying that he never had plastic surgery except for a couple surgeries on his nose to make him sound better. I mean, you know the guy's full of shit. Just look at him, and Look at him when he was, like, you know, in his in teens and 20s, and then you look at him when he passed away. I mean, it doesn't even look like the same fucking guy. It didn't take. It doesn't take a genius to realize that this guy was getting surgeryed up like a motherfucker and trying. I think to look like Peter Pan is what his goal was, you know. And he just denied plastic surgery right up to the fucking end, almost. You know, he when his fucking remember that when his fucking nose fell off for a while there. You know, he walking around. He didn't even fucking walk around. Nose fell off. You know, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Put his nose back on. I'm not having surgery though. But eventually, you had to admit to Lisa's nose being done. I mean, what the fuck? How is she going to explain your nose falling off? And I mean, to say that you haven't had plastic surgery, I don't know. That's like saying water's not wet. You know, I just you just got to look at him. You know that he was getting some serious plastic surgery done. And I think it all, all of this stems, his weirdness and everything, as I said earlier, is from him just being isolated from being, a, uh, when he was a child, not being around other normal people. And you get into that weird fucking Hollywood world and music world and around those fucking people and you live in a bubble. He doesn't, he didn't live like you and I, believe me, I know, you can just tell. So I think that a lot of that, you know, is what, from what I saw in that documentary, I just, that may just drove me fucking crazy and I'm sorry I'm ranting on that, but if you watch it, you'll know what I mean. You can just tell she's full of shit. You know, she's got the fucking fake, trying to get the fake tears going. And, oh, if Michael was here right now, I would stay right to his face. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, you fucking wouldn't. Because you know you're full of shit. And if you did, and say that, let's just say for some strange godforsaken reason, they prove that she everything she said is true, which I, is never going to happen. But let's say they do. You know, then, like I said, fuck you. You were bought off for $300. He gives you $300 and you saw this supposed abuse going on and Michael doing all of this to the boys and stuff like that. 
and you know he hands you three hundred dollars and you're like oh that's good yeah i'll keep my mouth shut i didn't see nothing turned a blind eye and apparently all these other people that were around him and it's usually and like i said it was all the people that got fired by him or got iced by michael that are saying the worst things about him and then you got the other side of the people that were close to him like a lot of his bodyguards and that and they were saying michael was balling man he was fucking bitches all the time you know, he was in the limo fucking bitches. He had women all around him. I mean, he dated some hot women, man. I'm just telling you. Lisa Marie Presley, a hot piece of ass. And he was dating all kinds of freaking famous people and shit. Like, getting his fuck on. So, I mean, I, I just don't see it. I see a weird guy. That's what I see. I see a disturbed, sheltered, very naive, and very gullible young dude. But... You know, he wasn't as dumb as I don't think people think he was either. Because you look, you know, at the end when he died, you know, he owned half of Sony. Which they were pissed at when, you know, Sony was fucking, you know, he had, after, he had the Beatles catalog, the rights. He had the, his own catalog. So, yeah, he was a weird fucker. But business-wise, he was also smart in a lot of ways. It was really, he's a really fascinating guy. That's what I just find. He's just fascinating. And... After watching that documentary, and after all the documentaries I've watched on him, I'm sure a lot of them you people have seen, I just remember thinking to myself at the end that, yeah, Michael had a lot of problems, but I don't think Michael killed himself, you know, by taking these uh, this propofol and that to help sleep and that. I don't think that he was trying to kill himself. I don't believe that. You know what fucking killed Michael Jackson was the fucking media. The fucking media killed Michael Jackson in my eyes. They wouldn't let the guy fucking rest, man. And they're not letting him rest. He's been dead 10 years and they're still fucking tromping and pissing on his grave. And people are coming out and saying bullshit. You know why they're saying that? Because he's not here to fucking defend himself. Why weren't these people coming out like this maiden all of that 10 fucking years ago or 11 years ago, 12 years ago when the shit was going on? You know why? Because they were getting fucking paid. That's why. These people were getting paid, and everybody, apparently, if he is guilty, that's why they didn't say shit, because they were getting paid. They were being bought. And that just says they have no fucking conscience, and they don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit. They were getting money. They don't. Apparently, they were getting paid. They didn't give a fuck what was happening to any of these young boys. If anything was, which I don't think was happening, but if there was, they were just being bought. And as soon as the money dried up, and he wasn't paying them, or he iced them, then all of a sudden they got shit to say to him because why? They want their little bit of fame and they want to make fucking money off him. Which people have been doing to him since day fucking one. And that's my thoughts on it. I'm not going to keep harping, but that's my thoughts. Is that basically that's it. what killed Michael Jackson was I think he was a broken man. And in the end, I think the media pounded him so fucking hard into the dirt. No matter what he did, he got found innocent every time somebody charged him. He's pled his case, and they wouldn't let it go. They still won't let it go, and I don't think they ever will. I think in 20 fucking years, you're going to hear people coming out saying, oh, yes, I was a victim too, you know, pay me. That's what they're going to be saying. I just don't think it's ever going to go away, and let the guy fucking rest, man. I mean, he's proven himself innocent every time they throw him in a court. And I honestly think, and they're bringing it full circle, is that that's what started this whole thing, was all of these accusations is that from that first case, when his media were more interested in getting him out on the road and touring and making huge money, you got to remember, man, that this guy had so many business opportunities that to pay the $20 million to him was like $2 to us. And that's the truth. 
two dollars to us is what two million was to Michael. So that you know, all the people around him were saying, "Let's just pay this family off, get them out of here, get this shit out of the media and out of the courts, and let's go make some fucking bank." And that's what he did, ill-advisedly, I think, because I think that if he would have fought the case and won, that none of these other charges are a lot less of them would have been coming forward because people would have realized that he was gonna fight. But that's my thoughts, and that's my episode. So I want to thank everybody for if they did take the ride with me. I want to get, you know, send me an email or on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. I want to thank everybody for that's been following me, following my episodes. I'm going to be trying to do a podcast every fucking uh, Monday and then every Thursday. And I'll probably be doing more than that. But I'm going to try for those two days for sure. I want to wish you all have a great day. Have a great safe evening. And most important people, remember, please be kind to everybody. Love everybody a little more because the world needs it. Peace, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.